Hey everyone, and welcome to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zach Sucardi. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast True Blue. Here we are, December 1st. We made it to December. There's always this feeling that when you get to December that you're like, holy shit, time is flying by. Look at this, we already, we're fucking December, holy shit, where'd the year go? At least that's how it feels um, a lot of time when I get to December. But one of my really good friends, shout out to my friend Edwin, his birthday is December 2nd. So as soon as December happens, it's like a good friend's birthday. So that's a great way to fucking be like, yo, cool, check it out, what's up, end of the year. He's like... Probably yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't get into best friends. That's a little. But he's totally up there. Like if I had a starting lineup in my uh, like if I if I had like a basketball team, he'd be in the starting lineup. Let's just say that. Um, great guy. Great guy. God bless good fucking friends. God bless you, Edwin. Man, you're an awesome guy. God bless good friends, everyone. Um, so yeah, I'm just chilling. I uh, had off today, so that was really nice. I hung up my Christmas tree. Um, it's a mini one. It's, it's a fake one, but I love it. And I, I like, uh, wasn't so confident in doing this before. Cause I've, I've, uh, I've never done this. I've never like my ex-girlfriend took care of the tree or my mom or, you know, my fucking roommates or whoever. Um, but I never did it, but I thought, fuck it. You know, I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. I love the tradition. I loved it as a kid. So I, I really wanted to do it. So I set it up today and got the lights on there and shit and got a bunch of ornaments. Um, so I'm excited to go hang out in my living room after uh, after I'm finished recording. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really just beautiful. Um, so I'm glad on December 1st I got this Folker. Um, I got it going. So um, I like that whole tradition and spirit of Christmas I really fucking do while I was hanging up I was playing Charlie Brown's uh, Christmas and then I was also um, playing the Vandals Oi to the World Um, I was listening to records all day but while I was doing the tree stuff I made sure to put those two on and it was great great I love that shit I I really do love Christmas music and I, I know it it can be an acquired taste, but I like the good stuff. <laughs> um, I like a lot of the classics, and I I do like how some certain artists have their own Christmas albums and stuff. I can I can dig on like original Christmas songs and shit. I just like the whole spirit behind it. But I'll tell you this: when Christmas is over, I do not like. I maybe listen to like maybe the next day or the next couple days, but pretty much like I fade it pretty quickly when it comes to uh, Christmas music and you know that like that whole thing um, it's 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 done with grace but <laughs> but uh, it's definitely something that you know I I can't be listening to Christmas music in the summer I none of that shit like I don't think I'm pretty sure we're all the same for the most part in that category but it definitely is a time and place. But when it is the time and it is the place, I'm down. Just like with Halloween. All the misfits and the freaking typo negative and the white zombie. You know, all the movies. Like, all that theme shit. I love it. It's so fun. It's like you get to revisit things and relive them. And um, it just brings a, a feeling of joy 
So I'm happy to happy to share that. I was going to get some cannabis yesterday, and this uh, this RV was driving next to me, and it was kind of an older one. I was looking at, it thinking, "Oh, cool." Every time I see RVs, I think, "Oh, that'd be so rad. I'd love to have one of those." You know, I just think, "Wow." What I was like wondering, "What are they doing?" And then all of a sudden, they fucking start merging into my lane, and they practically run me off the road. Luckily, there's a shoulder, so I was able to move over, but I was honking my horn the whole fucking time. I wanted to drive in front of this person, stop short, get out, and, like, you know, smash their skull in and shit, but <laughs> I didn't. I went and got my cannabis, obviously, uh, but it was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe it. They didn't see me. I wasn't, wasn't like, too mad, although I'm grateful and so lucky um, that there was no, like, you know, building or sidewalk or anything crazy that, you know. I mean, I probably would have stopped or I would have sped up or, I, you know, I would have figured it out, but. Yeah, that was it was insane. One minute I'm admiring this thing, next minute it's coming, you know, it's coming right for me. So, um, and hey, I kind of wanted to uh, visit my boring superhero powers list. Uh, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I have just just this list, and I, I thought of these things usually when I'm just, you know, at the gym or I'm grocery shopping or these random things are happening, um, and they just they just come to me, and I'm like, that'd be so boring, but figured why not make a list so i added to the list so i'll i'll go ahead and i will read what i have on the list and then i will um i'll let you know what i just added so the first thing we have is exact change guy not too exciting obviously the guy has his exact change you know i know everyone has cards now or even fucking phones but we're just bringing it we're just bringing it back this is exact change guy um and then I have front of the line guy. This is one of my favorites because I mean, shit. You go to you go to shows, or if you go to amusement parks, the fucking the line for the rides. Even the line, like they have that that like express shit where you pay more. That's even a wait. So you could be in the front of the line. You could be in the front of the line, like getting your car washed. I mean, it, it has so many benefits, but it's not that great. It's it's kind of boring. You know, uh, next is sticker guy. This one's kind of interesting because I struggle with like having stickers and knowing where to put them and knowing like feeling like, ah, this is, you know, this is totally, you know, this is a good value here. You know, I'm not going to put a sticker I love on a, on a Chromebook that I've had for three and a half years. You know, it's probably not going to be around too much longer. I mean, maybe, but what the fuck? So part of this Part of this guy's power is that he knows just he intuitively knows where to stick his stickers. <laughs> Another thing, too, is like you ever see those people with with like bumper stickers and you see them like haphazardly put them on their car. And sometimes they're it's a pretty nice car. And you're thinking this is a mental fucking patient. This is a nut bar fucking, you know, because who the hell's going to ruin a nice car with with those stupid stickers, and they're usually whack-ass stickers, and they're never nothing cool, usually whack sayings or, you know, namaste bitches or something like that. Um, So part of this sticker guy's power is he'll he'll know what to put on his car. He he has tact and he has his wit, so, you know, he's not going to put some bullshit on there. He also knows the value of, like, where to put the actual sticker. So that's huge. Um, And then he's also able to remove stickers. Without fucking up anything. Again, this is a boring one. I'm not trying to sell this like it's, oh man, you know, what the fuck. But I just thought, man, I just think about stickers and shit. And I think, ah oh, shit, I don't want to stick this somewhere and fuck it up. And then I see those people with their cars. 
Uh, and I just keep my stickers. I just have a bag full of them. So, yeah, kind of boring. Uh, this next one is one of my favorites. It's read your own handwriting guy. <laughs> That's tough sometimes to read your own fucking handwriting. I mean, it just is. Whether you print, penmanship, scripts, fucking anything. It's fucking tough. I know times I've had to read things back and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it, you know, I can put the other words around it together. I usually kind of, uh, you know, use that that method to figure out what the word is. But that's a real tricky one. And that could just, you know, that could honestly just keep on getting worse. So read your own handwriting guy. Definitely could be handy. Um, next one is uh, picking right line at Walmart <laughs> guy. This one is one that I... I um, I was thinking of when I went to Walmart. I always think I pick when I'm going to, to like check out and I have a lot of shit. Okay. Let's say I have a lot of shit. I usually when I, you know, yeah. Okay. So let's just say I have a lot of shit. I have a cart. I always seem to pick the wrong line, but this guy, he'll pick the right line. Same with like drive through. You know how some like drive throughs they'll have um, like two lanes. You, oh yeah, there's only one person. And then, you know, something happens and then the other lane goes and you're like, what the fuck? This is kind of like a little bit like a Batman and Robin to the front of the line guy. He's obviously more powerful, but this one just was so um, had so much detail to it and very specific, especially being at Walmart or you know being in any any kind of like uh, big ass store and shit where you have to like a Costco or whatever. And now, I mean, just thinking with all the COVID stuff, I forgot to mention about front of the line guy. He would be huge in this in this day and age. Right, we're almost uh, at the end here. Uh, and then the the next one is not having the shit in public guy. Whoa, that's a huge one. Could you imagine? Could you imagine not having to take not having to take a shit in public? Oh my god. There have been over I think everyone can empathize with this. There have been over over my lifetime moments where I did not want to have to shit in the particular club, bar, uh, place I was at. Especially you know, if anyone's ever been to CBGB's in New York City, they know what that fucking bathroom looks like and how when you walk down the stairs, you see the shitter and it's like eye level. It's, yeah, it and, you know, there's no door. Um, that, that, this is more, I guess, of a fear superpower <laughs> because it's like to have to shit in some of these places, oh, my God. Oh, nightmare. I mean, you would obviously try to, you know, figure something out, go to a fast food place, whatever, but still. To not have to shit in public or, you know, like you would only then shit in your home. And that's awesome. That's like, that's so, that's, that is a luxury in life, to be honest with you. So this one is, you know, kind of, kind of weird for some, but not having to shit in public, definitely handy. Oh, and so the last one, the one I was thinking of is uh, Octopus Grocery Boy. (laughs) I just thought it was funny calling it boy. Um, and this is simply that when you are carrying your groceries in that you become, um, you have eight, eight arms, count them eight arms and you just carry in all your groceries. Cause sometimes I will, tr- well, sorry, not sometimes, almost all the time. I'll try to carry all of my groceries in at once as if it's like a Guinness book of world like records shit, or if someone's watching me and I'm trying to like, you know, do it or I'm on a game show. I don't really think of that when I'm doing it, but I always, I just hate making two trips. And I, it's almost, it's a little challenge also. I want to see if I can lift it. I want to see if I can like manage it or, you know, um, try to maneuver it where, you know, I can hold things 
certain arms or my shoulders or, or whatever I got to do. But it's only Octopus Grocery Boy <laughs> when you're carrying in your groceries. So it's not like you can, you know, be out somewhere and all of a sudden you have eight arms and you're taking care of business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're having one of those parties, you know, or you're playing sports or doing anything like that. Nothing. That would be too cool. This is a boring superhero power. Octopus, octopus grocery boy. This is definitely a huge one, especially, you know, if you live alone or if you fucking like, let's say you live in one of these apartments where you have to like, oh my God, get in an elevator or take stairs or like you're far from where you park your car. Like you have like, maybe it's one of those big parking lots or whatever. Um, Oh my God, this would be so handy. So yeah, there you have it. There's my updated list here. Um, I will add to these as I think of them. I've had people suggest ideas and stuff. I think um, exact change guy came from my homie Al, so shout out to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is just some fun to do, and I think it's kind of goofy, and it's really fun to uh, just to share it. All right, so I'm gonna get right into a poem. We're gonna just go right to the fucking poetry, and actually, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do a little differently. I'm going to read some Ronnie Dangerfield quotes. These are more like his jokes, and they're all kind of like one-liners. I'm not going to pretend to be delivering these in any kind of joking fashion. I'm just going to kind of read them. But they, as I was reading through these, they just kind of read so well. And they're funny, even just like at face face value. Um, And I just thought, fuck it, I'll just read some of these. I've been uh, on a Ronnie Dangerfield kick lately. I watch like all his interviews and Johnny Carson and um, as a kid, I, uh, I was, I, I watched easy money with my uncle, sister, brother. Um, I watched a lot of movies as a kid that were rated R, whether it was comedy or horror, um, and easy money was one of them. And I remember laughing my ass off. And as I got older and I watched the movie, I got more of the jokes, but I mean, just so fucking funny, uh, and became a big fan of Ronnie Dangerfield. And he's just such a cool, humble guy. And he, a huge pot smoker, too. A huge pot smoker. He had told some story about, like, he was living in a hotel in Vegas on the, um, at, like, the very top floor. Um, and Bill Clinton, while he was president, was in town. And um, the Secret Service had to kick everyone out. And Bill Clinton let, let Rodney Dangerfield stay. So Rodney goes over to his room. He's talking to President Clinton. And then... He sees that the Secret Service have dogs and they go into Ronnie Dangerfield's room. So he excuses himself from talking to President Clinton and he goes in his room because he has like a half ounce of marijuana in there. And it's just so funny. He's like, excuse me, I got I to gotta take care of something. And he was, you know, he was nervous because, you know, he didn't want the dogs to out him and, you know, you know, whatever, however that may have looked. I don't think it would have been a big deal, but just so fucking funny. So if you're ever bored and you want to really laugh and see a genius at his craft, watch fucking Ronnie Dangerfield, especially on Johnny Carson. He says, as, and when, honestly, when Johnny has him sitting next to him, he it, it's so funny. I mean, his stand-up's awesome, but when he has him like sitting sitting next to him and he's just kind of letting him do his thing, it's it's really funny. So I'm just gonna read some of these quotes. I love quotes. These are these are quotes. I mean, honestly, uh, they're they're obviously jokes, and a lot of them are one-liners. But um, it's all poetry to me, baby. <laughs> okay, so here goes. My psychiatrist told me I was crazy and said I want a second opinion. He said, okay, you're ugly too. 
My wife was afraid of the dark. Then she saw me naked, and now she's afraid of the light. <laughs> I told my dentist my teeth are going yellow. He told me to wear a brown tie. All right. I told my psychiatrist that everyone hates me. He said I was being ridiculous. Everyone hasn't met me yet. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Um, let's see here. What a dog I got. His favorite bone is my arm. Okay. It's tough to stay married. My wife kisses the dog on the lips, yet she won't drink from my glass. <laughs> I told my wife the truth. I told her I was seeing a psychiatrist. Then she told me the truth, that she was seeing a psychiatrist, two plumbers, and a bartender. <laughs> I could tell my parents hated me. My bath toys were a toaster and a radio. This morning when I put on my underwear, I could hear the Fruit of the Loom guys laughing at me. My wife is always trying to get rid of me. The other day, she told me to put out the garbage. Sorry, let me, let me start over. My wife is always trying to get rid of me. The other day, she told me to put the garbage out. I said to her, I already did. She told me <laughs> to go and keep an eye on it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see here. With my wife, I don't get no respect. I made a toast on her birthday to the best woman a man ever had. The waiter joined me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, life is a life is just a bowl of pits. It's pretty deep. Uh, a girl phoned me the other day and said, "Come on over. There's nobody home." I went over. Nobody was home. <laughs> wait, wait, no. It's a girl phoned me the other day and said, "Come on over. Nobody's home." I went over. Nobody. Sorry. Let me let me do this again. See this one I've heard. This is you know, one he does all the time. A girl phoned me the other day and said, "Come on over. There's nobody home." I went over. Nobody was home. Just yeah, that's just like a classic one from him. My uncle's dying wish. He wanted me on his lap. He was in the electric chair. <laughs> ah, it's so funny. What's sort of funny about that? I mean, this is maybe a little weird, but my uncle, like, uh, he's he's not mentally well, but he uh, he has a thing where he hates Italian people. So my sister, myself, and my brother are all Italian. Uh, he like hates us, so this would be perfect for him. My uncle's dying wish. He wanted he wanted me on his lap. He was in the electric chair. Uh, that's funny. My wife and I were happy for twenty years. Then we met. <laughs> Shit, I bet a lot of people could be uh, be putting their own you know years in there and that, that yeah for sure. My wife's jealousy is getting ridiculous. The other day she looked at my calendar and wanted to know who May was. That's eh, eh, eh. I met the Surgeon General. He offered me a cigarette. Oh, that's funny. What a kid I got. I told him about the birds and the bees, and he told me about the butcher and my wife. My cousin's gay. He went to London only to find out Big Ben was a clock. <laughs> that's funny. My father carries around the picture of a kid who came with his wallet. I have I have good-looking kids. Thank goodness my wife cheats on me. I drink too much. The last time I gave a urine sample, it had, a vol had, it had an olive in it. <laughs> At 20, a man is full of fight and hope. He wants to reform the world. When he is 70, he, st he still wants to reform the world, but he knows he can't. Well, that's pretty deep. That's what's cool. Read through all these. You, you kind of get, get some of those gems. Men who do things without being told draw the most wages. That's another one. Men who do things without being told draw the most wages. Take the initiative. Take the initiative. We sleep in separate rooms. We have dinner apart. We take separate vacations. We're doing everything we can do to keep our marriage together. 
I looked up my family tree and found three dogs using it. I went to, oh, one thing I did want to mention is my uncle calls all Italian people dogs, which is really funny. Um, he's obviously crazy, so, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but uh, it's just so funny. My sister and I have made it into a joke with the whole dog thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's re- really funny. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it on another episode. Pretty funny. Uh, all right, so I went to a fight the other night, and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> That's good. I worked in a pet store, and people would ask how how big I would get. Let me read that again. I worked in a pet store, and people would ask how. Ah, I can't even speak. I worked in a pet store, and people would ask how big I, w- I would get. I can't even. Ah. I worked in a pet store, and people would ask how big I would get. There we go. My mother had morning sickness after I was born. <laughs> I get no respect. The way my luck is running, if I were a politician, I'd be honest. Shit, really. Acting deals with very delicate emotions. It is not putting up a mask. Each time an actor acts, he does not hide. He exposes himself. It's interesting. I came from a real tough neighborhood. Once a guy put a knife on me, I knew he wasn't a professional. The knife had a bu- <laughs> had butter on it. <laughs> I'll read that again. I came from a real tough neighborhood. Once a guy put a knife on me, I knew he wasn't a professional. The knife had butter on it. When I was a kid, my parents moved a lot, but I always found them. That's a great one. My doctor told me to watch my drinking. Now I drink in front of a mirror. Last time I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. Look out for number one and try not to step in number two. That is fucking awesome. Look out for number one and try not to step in number two. I love that. That is so dope. Look out for number one. Who's number one? And try not to step in number two. That's great. Life's a short trip. You'll find out. That's another good one. Man, there's some great quotes in here. Life's a short trip. You'll find out. I love that. That's fucking awesome. These are great. Look out for number one and try not to step into number two. Look out for number one and try not to step in number two. Life's a short trip. You'll find out. I like that. I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. That's great. Love that one. I haven't spoken to my wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. Oh, that's funny. Marriage is not a word. It's a sentence. With my dog, I don't get no respect. He keeps barking at the front door. He don't want to go out. He wants me to leave. I was so poor growing up. If I wasn't a boy, I'd have nothing to play with. (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm getting so old, my insurance company sends me. <laughs> I'm getting so old, my insurance company sends me half a calendar. I told my doctor I want to stop aging. He gave me a gun. When I was a boy, I brought no joy. My father said he wanted a boy. I was so ugly, my mother used to feed me with a slingshot. On Halloween, the parents sent their kids out looking like me. When I played in the sandbox, the cap kept covering me up. When I was born, I was so ugly, the doctor slapped my mother. Last week, I told my psychiatrist, I keep thinking about suicide. He told me from now on, I have to pay in advance. (laughs) Uh, Oh, when I was a kid in show business, I was poor. I used to go to orgies to eat in the grapes. To eat the grapes? Oh, when I was a kid in show business, I was poor. I used to go to orgies to eat the grapes. So, yeah, these are great. I mean, really, I obviously, I'm just reading them. Um, I'm kind of just 
going through them and there's some gems in here some real funny ones a lot of wisdom in here um he has a an um autobiography that i do want to i do want to get uh, i was watching clips of him on howard stern he was talking about it he's talking about growing up and stuff and he definitely came from a, a broken household and you know a lot of uh a lot of growing up early for him um so um you know turning that all that sort of pain and um depression into his comedy is is just yeah it's it's awesome so i'm happy to share that with you guys hope that was enjoyable i know i kind of fumbled through some of that but i hope it was somewhat enjoyable because i love ronnie dangerfield and if you haven't seen easy money he gets all the uh you know they 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 love caddyshack and they love back to school and those are amazing but easy money you got to check it out it's with with uh joe pesci it's it's awesome easy money check that out all right so on to the true blue playlist okay we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the playlist. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit here on this episode, okay? We're gonna um, we're just gonna do the poetry and the playlist here. So the song I chose was a song by Bob Dylan called "I Contain Multitudes." This is actually the first song on his new album that came out this year. The album is called "Rough and Rowdy Ways," and I uh, really really enjoyed this album and this song. Um, I love how this is the song that starts off the album. This song, it's I Contain Multitudes. I believe it's from a Walt Whitman poem that he got this from. And uh, it's it's a, a really, really like kind of a chill song. It's like almost like Bob Dylan has this cadence and his enunciation is is it. it it's very pleasing. He has like this this accent as well. It's very like pleasing, um, and it's a really kind of smooth cadence, really um, kind of chill. I uh, have an album by him called Time Out of Mind, and kind of starts the same way as this, but I I love both. Um, and this is a great song lyrically. Um, the way he it, it it very much reads like a poem. Um, he he uh, ends each. Each verse or each stanza or whatever with I Contain Multitudes. Um, and just, you know, a great song. The way Bob Dylan is kind of speaking but singing at times, it it, it just it, it plays out so well. Um, and some of the uh, some of the um, some of the lyrics that he ends uh, each with, he goes, I'm a man of contradictions, I'm a man of many moods, I contain multitudes. And the way he says multitudes like again with his accent and he kind of the way he breaks down each like syllable it's really cool he does a really like it's a he does a really great job i i'm uh i used to listen to bob dylan a lot back in like early 2000s i had this box set and i was working at the at a credit union and we were able to play music in this, uh, I, I worked at this smaller branch, so we could play kind of whatever we wanted to. So I would play a lot of Bob Dylan because it was pretty friendly. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't cursing. It wasn't really heavy, but it was still kind of cool, you know. People, people came in and they, you know, used to uh, shout it out, which is cool. So anyway, um, I was excited that he put out an album this year. This has actually been a great year for um, for artists putting out albums. For such a shitty year, it's been really good. It's really good for music, so. Uh, but yeah, this 
This song is awesome. I'm going to put it on the True Blue playlist. It's called I Contain Multitudes by Bob Dylan off of his um, off of his recent album called Rough and Rowdy Ways. So, hey, that's it, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Kind of a shorter episode. I appreciate you just chilling. It's December 1st. We fucking made it. You know, we're going to have a have a great end to this year, just keeping it positive. It's going to, you know, go into next year and it's just going to it's just going to keep on getting better and better. Just keeping it positive. We're we're all here for for each other. And thanks so much for joining me on the True Blue podcast. Uh, you guys have a have a great one. Take care. Bye.